0: Chicago <laughs> we're back we're back in Chicago how was your week what's going on today oh my gosh what week is it where am
1: I, I know, we're <laughs> who <confused>. am I <laughs> um everything is good I'm getting ready to go home it's my other grandmother's birthday oh that's cool <laughs> yeah I
0: think she's oh god I think she's 94 damn you got some long-living genes in your family I do I know love it forest just graduated kindergarten today oh that's so cute so cute but he's too cool for school now why what do you mean Well, I feel like last time I went to a school function for him, he's very, like, lovey-dovey, excited I was there. But this year, he's, like, cool with his friends. Oh. And it happened overnight, and I'm not ready. Aw. I'm also just, it's been a really busy week just with, like, kids stuff, because the school year's ending and things like that. Just been all over the place. And I haven't had a good night's sleep in forever, it feels like. But I feel like that's so apropos for this episode. Because like we said in the last couple episodes, we went to New York, no sleep. Went straight to Chicago, no sleep. We're team no sleep over here. And I'm feeling it in real life. I am back in the moment. Yeah. And we're ready to go. So before we get into the rest of this episode, I wanted to ask you, Uh-oh. how do you feel <laughs> about the wor- way the word bimbo is used now and how it's kind of used a little bit differently now than when we were younger? Wait, it's used differently? I don't know I f- this. I feel like it is like on TikTok. I feel like the word bimbo can apply as much to an aesthetic as it can apply to, oh, this girl's acting stupid. Because when we were in our 20s, I feel like the word bimbo meant that girl's fucking dumb. And it was always an insult. Yes. But now I feel like it applies to a style. Like, you'll see accounts where they're like, oh, this is my bimbo account. Or, like, maybe the word bimbo's even in their name. And, like, their bedroom's all pink. And it's all, like, hyper-feminine and very Barbie. So it can mean, like, an aesthetic. So I've heard it used a lot lately in not even an insulting way. It's just applies to like an aesthetic. But there's also a whole other strain, which is also TikTok centric of people who are like, you know, I've just kind of chosen to not give a shit about anything anymore and not worry about anything important and not pursue any intellectual pursuits. I'm just doing the bimbo life. I only care about superficial shit. And people are like, um, I don't really know if that's the way to live. Interesting. I did not know
1: all of that. Um... I still think of it only one way only and it's very <laughs> derogatory and I feel like uh, it is the pink girly lifestyle that for some reason gets accused of being bimbo and I feel like I'm 100% that and so I feel like it's, it's directly insulting to me anytime somebody uses it and it's also insulting my intelligence because for some reason you can't be pink and girly and still be educated.
0: Yeah, well, maybe it's good now you know, because maybe if somebody says it to you and related to style, you won't be like, fuck off. Yeah, oh, because I would be if somebody (laughs) said it to me related to anything. I would be like, excuse me, blocked. It also makes me think of the whole trad wife thing. Like- you see it a lot on tiktok like people come on with the what wife like trad wife meaning like traditional wife like oh. it's somebody's goal to like stay home girl and just i need to like, get on tiktok yeah. or i have no idea what any of these mean it's culture i swear and you know just wanting to stay home and raise the kids which there's nothing wrong with that if you want to do it amazing but also it's you know, privileged if you get to do that, if you don't need to be in a two-income household. And sometimes I feel like people get really offended by it because sometimes people will come on and like push the trad wife thing, but it's almost like they're pushing it. So then people push back like, no, I don't wanna do that. And the thing is, is like, if you want that lifestyle and you're promoting that lifestyle, you're kind of assuming that the guy or whoever your partner is that you're with, that's like supporting you and playing the other side of this is a good person. Because if, uh, if they're not, <laughs> you're you're living the Handmaid's Tale, ladies and gentlemen. So I think that's the whole problem with like the tradwife thing. Like, cool, if that's what you want to do, if you want to stay home and cook and clean and take care of the kids, Right, amazing. you should be able to do that. And the guy should be able to do that, too. I've, I've yeah. seen some things
1: on, on shows where the guy wants to do that, or for whatever reason, the wife makes more money and it, mm-hmm. it's more uh, feasible that the guy stays home and does that. That should be acceptable, too, but I feel like that's frowned upon.
0: Yeah, absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to do that. But people who try to push it like it's the peak of femininity and feminine energy realize your whole life is hinging on the fact that your partner has to be an amazing, fair and balanced person.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but don't you think femininity and uh, embracing all of that is embracing it as who you are like how it represents for you like for me it's pink and girly and it's fun and it's theming and it's parties and it's planning and it's that all that kind of thing but for somebody else it might look totally different yeah and I think it's embracing what it is for you and and doing it Mm -hmm. what makes you feel the best
0: yeah for sure I agree so where is this going, guys? We'll we'll circle, we'll circle back to the bimbo thing. <laughs> In the meantime, we're waking up at 5 a.m. Yes. We're on a 3 a.m. Pacific time time clock. Mm-hmm. And I think the first thing you see is Kendra kind of wandering around with her coffee, and Mary is like shadowing her, which Mary kind of had to do. Not just for Kendra, I feel like for all of us. Like I remember when we would travel, when we would get to our suite, Mary would kind of let and sometimes we'd get to our suite and we would have. Have to go on to the next thing so i'd already be like out of my clothes changing into the next thing and mary's behind me like do you need anything which is nice but also i'm like naked i'm like no no i'm fine yeah <laughs> like poor mary had to shadow us like like the. Grim but she Reaper. definitely
1: had to stay on top of Kendra because Kendra would slack. Kendra wouldn't get up when she was supposed to. So she had to be making sure that Kendra was getting up, or I had to make sure they'd like to put that on me. And Ugh. that's going to come back to haunt me later um, in another episode. Uh, and uh, they. You know, she would just not get into hair and makeup when she was supposed to. Mm -hmm. And there was just a lot of issues with that. So Mary really had to stay on top of her with all of that kind of stuff. But I noticed, too, that um, I'm doing my own hair and makeup. And I'm not sure if I just didn't, I don't know why here, why I'm doing my own hair and makeup.
0: Maybe you were doing, like, a touch-up?
1: no because my hair looks like crap this whole (laughs) this whole scene and my makeup is not good like I'm definitely doing my own hair and makeup but I'm not sure why
0: do you think it's just a random shot like maybe later in the day or something or from it's a whole other day and they just plugged it in there nope
1: weird I wonder what that was I'm doing my own hair makeup I don't know I don't know if, like, maybe the makeup person was running late and they could only do one or what. I don't know what happened.
0: Yeah, because on the schedule it said, it has you and Kendra down for hair and makeup. Mm-hmm, but I definitely
1: do, am doing my own for some reason. And I just, I wanted to go off on a little bit of a tangent here because I think. We love a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> I think people would think this is really interesting, but we were not allowed to have the hair and makeup person, because it was, it, for some reason, it was usually a guy. I mean, sometimes it was a girl, but for some reason, mm-hmm. it was usually a guy. We're not allowed to come to our room because hef had a complex about it so it always had to be in mary's room i didn't realize that yeah so mary i mean she probably had to get up anyway but she had to be up with us like w- even earlier than us because she had to let the hair and makeup person in to come and set up because hef did not trust a hair and makeup person in our room with us
0: which is especially silly because were they ever
1: straight I don't know, but this is also going to come back to haunt us later because we do have a hair and makeup person that travels with us from L.A. and goes, and he's 100% gay, but for some reason, Hef did not believe it, and he did start doing hair and makeup in our room, and it turned into a drama that was on the europe
0: trip right yes
1: yes it's drama and we also like we're like oh you should come with us to like the catacombs and stuff like when we're just gonna go out sightseeing and everything because we actually liked him like he was Mm -hmm. a fun person and hef got wind that he came with us sightseeing and all i mean
0: all hell all hell broke loose like that's especially weird because i feel like it's obvious that this guy was gay like it's not like you'd think he was straight i don't think Right. So it's it's just odd. Right.
1: But for some reason, Hef did not believe it, was so worried about it. Like and I was told that he had problems in the past, this something happened. I wonder with who? That's so interesting. I don't know. But I was just like, okay, first of all, wait, you don't trust Kendra and I by now? Yeah. Secondly, there's security. Like security are all okay, when we share these rooms, you guys, when we have these suites. We have like tons of rooms and all the doors are like propped open. There's security sitting out of our door, Hef's door, everybody's door. Like security won't let anybody pass the hallway unless they are meant to be there. Like it's a whole thing. So it's not like we could just be like, oh, let's just shut the door real quick and like get it on really fast. And secondly, yeah. like Holly said, this this um, hair and makeup person, and I'm not talking about Chicago here. I'm talking about in the future was 100 percent gay. Like there was no denying it and. It was, it was not in the closet no not at all and then third of all we had Mary walking in and out going I need an ETA I need an ETA yeah. I need an ETA how much longer can can Kendra come in now can we like always racing through it and stuff so yeah I it was it's weird and it comes up later but just so you guys know that's why it's in Mary's room because I think there is a reference to it in this
0: episode that Mary says they're set up in my room yeah and in case anybody's wondering I didn't get my hair and makeup done just because I preferred to do my own people Somebody ask else it all yeah, the somebody time asked me that. I just always prefer to do my own because sometimes I don't like it when other people do my makeup so that was That. And I will say, at least we had time to get Starbucks on the way. So I see the iced coffees in our hands later. And the first thing we go to is we do the news, we do the weather report, and that ends up in a deleted scene that we'll talk about later when we do like a deleted scenes episode. So the camera crews did come with us, but they just didn't use it. Yeah, it's a deleted scene. Interesting. And it's a cute scene. I kind of wish they would have used it, especially like the weather. I remember it being cute and fun. Yeah. And, like, we were just being silly with it. But they wanted to give space to the Man Cow Show, and there's a reason for that. Do you know why we went to the Man Cow Show specifically? Well, I know that our producer, Kevin Burns, was friends with him. Yeah, but it wasn't just that. He was making a backdoor pilot because he was trying to sell a show about Man Cow. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, a backdoor pilot is when you make a pilot which if you don't know this, like a pilot for a TV show is like when a network or a production company pays to film a sample episode so they can present it to the network and be like, do you want to order this show? But a backdoor pilot is when you don't want to spend the money on that, but the production company's doing another show. So they just invite the person they want to do a show about on that show so they can film it and then show what they filmed and be like, oh, what do you think about this guy? Anybody want to order a show with him? Wow. So that was done off of our backs and they are rude about it, yes, and also that was done like crazy on the second season of Holly's World. Like that whole season, I feel like just got hijacked with Kevin trying to make other series out of it. It was crazy.
1: Ugh. Well, uh, maybe we should tell what Man Cow is because I know it was a really popular. Well, I'll just say it was a really popular talk radio show out of Chicago, but it was syndicated around the nation. It's like the Shock Jock morning radio show. It's kind of like a Howard Stern, but not a Howard Stern. Yeah. And do they show you wearing the same outfit in this? I have it down that you're wearing the same outfit as the day before. And I'm like, wait, but there's no way. So I think it's just shot out of order, right? Yeah, it's everything's
0: like... so out of order. Who's then, Tony Dorsett? Do you know?
1: I know, right? Oh, I meant to ask Nick about this. Well, I looked him up, uh-huh. but I meant to ask Nick because Nick would have known. But um, so Kendra says she met a fo- we met a football player like in the green room, I would think, mm-hmm. um, when we're doing the Man Cow Show. And his name is Tony Dorsett. And he, that he was really playing up to to the cameras and they had it in the show originally.
0: I have a picture I took on my camera of Kendra and that guy in my scrapbook. Oh, you do? Yeah. And she talks about him in the commentary. That's the only reason we remember it now. But I guess he was like on the show in the original first cut that aired on E. But then I guess he called and complained. So yeah. they had to take him out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: But I think he's a football player. Yeah. So we walk into the Man-Cow studio. So that happens like behind, like when we're waiting to all go on. Obviously he was doing the radio show that morning too. And then we go in, we walk into the Man-Cow studio. He introduces himself to each of us. And, but I do have to make a comment here. Uh I think that he was much nicer with his introduction with all of us than Barbara Walters was. Like he was much nicer, like shaking her
0: hands, introducing who each of us were. Yeah, watching this, like I remember Man-Cow was like supposed to be like a shock job type of a guy but I don't remember him being rude the way they set up this scene is kind of fucked but I don't think that was coming from him right
1: yeah I agree it's coming from
0: Girls Next Door Pinks. I remember
1: thinking that he was very nice I remember having a good time doing this yeah. show and I remember going back and doing it again I did it for like Bridget's Beaches and I did it for other stuff in the future so I I've I um, I had good feelings about it but watching this back now I'm like oh wait a minute but the, it wasn't Man Cow's yeah, fault
0: yeah it wasn't him so he's chatting with us and I make a joke like he's ta- asking about the animals in the zoo and he goes, have you ever been attacked by any of the animals? I go, I have by Hef, which is just a dumb joke, but right. it, is, it is whatever it is. But they the way they edit it and the noises they play and the way they edit the reactions, it's edited to look like it's the worst most unfunny joke like Holly is so stupid when she tries to be funny and this was a recurring thing because Kevin had this weird fetish about me not being funny yeah. like even when they did an E-True Hollywood story on me they interviewed Kevin and he like the only thing he said about me was how unfunny I was and how I was never funny and it's just like our senses of humor just don't mix like my sense of humor is very like sarcastic a little bit snarky definitely self-deprecating But that had no, there was no room for that in Girls Next Door. Like it wasn't Kevin's type of humor. It wasn't what he wanted for the show. Kevin was very much into slapstick. Yeah. Because later in the scene, Kendra also makes a joke. And I would say the joke she makes is like the same level of funny slash unfunny that mine was. But the way it's edited and played up and the sounds and the laughs they insert, they make it sound like she's so fucking funny. Yeah. It's just, if you watch it and you pay attention to how they're editing it, they're really trying to frame me as being so unfunny and Kendra is so funny.
1: But I do think, I mean this is just my opinion, but I do think that that kind of came back on him because I think playing it as so not funny was funny. Do you not think so?
0: Um, I think it's hard for me to take myself out of it because all I can see is they're making fun of me. Yeah. Like, oh, Holly thinks she's making this really funny joke, which I don't think the joke is really funny. It's just like a stupid dad joke and some banter, like cute banter. Yeah. But I just feel like they're making fun of me like, oh, my God, she thinks she's so funny and she's not. Well, I just think it was
1: still funny because you tell a joke, they make it look unfunny, but they make it look like like it just falls so flat that I feel like it's funny. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know what you mean. Like it yeah. kind of it kind of reversed on him. I feel like I don't know.
0: They, the listeners can tell us what they think too. But I felt like even in real life when I told that joke, it's not like everybody was groaning like, "Oh, such no. a stupid." That's no, totally just shit he inserted.
1: It's just, it was just like a cute thing. Um, I'm wearing that green dress that we wore for the, uh, the promo pictures, mm-hmm. and I do not remember wearing that there. It's so weird. Strange. Yeah, and I feel like I just look like such crap that day. Like, no. my hair looks awful.
0: No, I don't think you look bad. I think you look great, but we're just not... Operating on a schedule that would keep any of us looking fresh as a daisy. That's true. Real. That <laughs> is true. We're not. Kind of like me today if you're watching this video. <laughs> Tired. <laughs> and then Hef
1: says, I mean Hef, mancal says he has very dirty thoughts about all of us. And Kendra's like, like what? And he's like, well, I'll we'll turn the mics off. And we all laugh. So <laughs> that's the way it's
0: going. Yeah. <laughs> so then they... Present us with these scripts that we're supposed to read. Yes. And when I rewatched this episode for my YouTube, and I hadn't rewatched this in so long, I'm watching it and I'm like, why are they having us do this? This is dumb. It just seemed like a filler scene. I just thought it seemed so dumb and like, why are they having us do this? This isn't good for the plot or anything. And as I always say, nothing in this show is put there accidentally. Oh, yeah, this is not accidental. But as I was watching this back, when I first saw that, oh, we're going to read a script, I thought, okay, this is dumb. This is really filler. Like, they're really desperate to fill time. But then as I watch the scene unfold, I'm like know it's on purpose and they're setting us up more specifically they're setting kendra up yes the way they set her up is like offensive to me because they have us read and first of all the topics they give us to read are very much in our character i'm doing the hard news you're doing entertainment news which is more like all about people dating and love and emotion and things like that and then mm-hmm. they give kendra the sports and they have us read in order i go first you go second kendra goes last for a reason And I know they're doing this to make Kendra look stupid. Right. Because they know that we're going to be able to go in and like read it off no problem and that she's going to have trouble with it. And when I say she's going to have trouble with it, I'm not saying she's dumb or she can't read. That's not what I mean. For those of you who don't know and have never like tried to do this kind of thing doing a cold read is a skill. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like it. It sounds like something anybody would be able to do, but if you've ever taken like on-camera hosting classes or done the teleprompter and things like that, what they'll do, it's a skill you learn. They hand you a piece of paper and you're expected to look at it without ever having read it before and read it off, not only read it off perfectly but do all the inflections perfectly, know the context without knowing the context. And it's a little bit even for the smartest person, it's just a little bit trickier than it sounds. Yeah. Maybe Maybe it's easier for younger people because everybody kind of pops out of the womb with the perfect YouTube presenter voice these days. But back then it was something we learned. Like I remember you and I at the mansion in earlier days took on camera hosting classes together. And also you were a communications major. Mm-hmm. I was a theater major. You and I are trained for this. Right. Right. Kendra is not. right, But people watching this, maybe they haven't tried to get into that industry before. They don't realize that cold reading is a skill when you actually try to do it. So what it looks like to the audience is like, oh my God, Kendra can't read. And I just think that's a really cruel joke to play on her. Like usually I feel like they're more favorable to Kendra and they always kind of up to this point, have like portrayed her nicely and kind of gone out of their way to make her look cute and funny all the time. But this is really cruel, I think, and it's not okay.
1: Yeah. Well, I feel like there's a few different reasons that they did it, and I think the number one reason is because they knew Kendra wouldn't be able to do it, but I also think that there is a girl that does read the news for them, mm-hmm. and they show her briefly in this cuz he says when we do it so well, he turns to her and says, "You're fired." Oh. to her, but jokingly, obviously. And I think she normally reads the news, and I I also think that they did it a little bit, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but I also felt like Kevin thought it would be a good idea because I was doing this kind of stuff and I was mm-hmm. excited for it. And he was like, Oh, we, you know, this is an opportunity for you. Same kind of thing when we did the news and we went and did the weather. Like, it's kind of like little opportunities for us to show off our skills and, I was serious when I said I wanted it for my demo reel. I really did want it for my demo reel because yeah. it's a big... It, Man Cow is a big show. And I took it... And I, But there's no doubt that they were setting up Kendra to fail mm-hmm. on this because that's why they show her the night before in the restaurant saying... Or in the limo wherever we were saying how she's got this. It's no She's going to talk yeah. about whatever she wants. And that's what I'm like, wait, I think they're going to give us a script though. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what? No, I'm just going to talk about... Because I'm good at sports. I know what I'm talking about. So that was definitely setting her up to fail. I, though, did not realize that they were trying to make it look like she couldn't read. I just thought they were trying to make it look like she couldn't She couldn't perform, she couldn't deliver the news.
0: I, I think it was more than that. Yeah. I think, I mean, it I definitely mean maybe I'm just be. cynical, but I think it was a really cruel joke. However, there's also a flip side to this. There's another side to this coin, too, that was another dynamic that played out with us, is once she does finish it, even though she stumbles through it, they play it up like everybody's reacting like she just did the best thing ever. Right. And I feel like in real life, when we all read those, everybody was complimentary toward all of us. They were right. like when you read it, they're like, You're fired to the girl. When Kendra read it, everybody wanted to be even though it didn't go as smoothly, everybody wanted to be supportive. But I feel like in the edit, it looks like they play it up like, oh my God, Kendra just conquered this. Amazing. It's true. And I feel like that was kind of a theme throughout our lives because like you and I, you know, we just had more experience, with things were more perfect. Prepared or whatever, and I do feel like there were so many people in the Playboy world who were so you know complimentary and supportive. Like I think of people like Pat Lacy from Playmate Promotions, or you know the people in the PR department. I was going to say PR. They yeah. were always so supportive of us, and they yeah. were always like, "Oh my God, you guys do such a great job," and everything like that. And we always felt so appreciated, and I'm really grateful for that. But when it came to the men in power, aka Heff and Kevin, like we could never impress them. It was always like, uh. It was just like, they didn't give a shit. Even though we're out promoting his magazine and doing the best job any of his girlfriends could ever do with that kind of thing, it was never like, oh, good job, guys, or oh, you really got this.
1: Uh, yes, we had classes that we can take mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but like we didn't get the copy the night before, and just Kendra didn't. You know, like it's it's hard. And when you're going on a show that you've never done before, I don't even listen to Man Cow, so I don't even know how they how the person who normally does this reads it. Like you sometimes kind of can
0: get a hint when you listen to it before, but I had no idea but also like hard work should pay off like you put in the time to get your communications degree you put in the time to do those classes so it should be praised and it should be and to be fair again there were so many people who were so complimentary like people that worked for the company but it's strange to never hear any feedback from Hef because we're promoting his lifestyle and his magazine and all the things but anyway back to man cow So you do the world news
1: and you nail it. And then I do the entertainment news and they have me talking about Vonifer. Do you remember all, I mean, I guess they still kind of do that stuff, but do you remember that kind of thing? Yeah,
0: ship name. And you're like, did you make that up? Which is proof positive that I've always been an interrupter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I feel like we play off each other really good and nobody oh, yeah. gets stepped on, no. unlike, unlike these days on the podcast.
1: But if you don't know what Vonifer means, because that was so long ago, it was Vince Vaughn and Jennifer An- Aniston, like a, you know, yeah, dating. I, for- I forgot they even dated. I Yeah, I forget about it too. But um, I just noticed too, my f- voice is so um, hoarse and raspy in this episode. And I'm like, why is my ho- voice sound like that? And I'm like, oh, our schedule, no sleep, yeah. out partying, out drinking, out staying up late, and then zero sleep. Did you use that for your demo reel? Do you remember I don't know, but I did find a bunch of my demo (laughs) rules, So I have to listen to them and see if it's in there. Probably not. Because if you notice in this scene, I get interrupted a million times. Like I don't get to just like do my whole. It's not like a straight read. Yeah, not at all. Like, and it wasn't just you. I'm not saying you, Um, but I, it's interrupted a bunch of times. And then obviously it's fine at the end
0: although that's a skill too to show you can roll with it because if I were hiring somebody I'd want somebody who could like roll over an interrupter or like bounce off of but also like man cow after I go oh my god that's so funny man cow goes huh Ah, cute let's have a pillow fight oh yeah which isn't like the rudest thing in the world or anything but it's just kind of like uh-huh like we can't even talk and banter off each other without it being belittled too cute let's have a pillow fight yeah be (laughs) bimbo-y yeah um,
1: yeah, and then Hef asks, or not Hef, I keep saying Hef, Man Cow asks,
0: if Hef caught any of us making out, would it be over? What do you think? Yes. Oh, wait, making out with him. I thought you meant, like, with each other. Like, if you and Kendra oh. were making out. Oh <laughs> No, Hef would be like, wait, why wasn't I invited? Kind of, but do you think, theoretically, if you guys were making out, but it wasn't, like, supposed to be in his presence, do you think he'd be a little weirded out? Yes. Like, I think he would joke about, like, I gag as I'm saying this, but I know this. what you say. Oh, you need to do that when daddy's around or something like that. Yeah. Well, when Hef thought that somebody might have something going on, like two girls, he was mm-hmm. weirded out by it because it's come up before. Yeah. It's like he only wanted girls to be into each other if it was performative in front of him. hmm. Very much so. So it's funny how, you know, this scene seems so throwaway, the one where we're reading all the copy. But it's really significant in the way that it's a very much a microcosm of how Kevin sees us. Oh, for sure. Like, I'm so fucking unfunny. It's insufferable, according to Kevin. <laughs> and I'm so serious. And I get the news. And you get the entertainment. And Kendra can't handle reading a paragraph, according to Kevin and she gets the sports, but we're gonna act like everything she does is the funniest and greatest anyway. It's it's very much like, I feel like that's exactly how Kevin sees us. Yeah. I agree. Or sauce. I don't know why I'm talking about him in present tense. I talk about him and Hef in present tense a lot. People have pointed that out to me.
1: Yeah, I've seen that come up in comments too. But because we're talking about, like, we're putting ourselves back in that Mm -hmm. time. That's why. Yeah. Like, I don't sit there and still do that when I talk, if I mention him. (laughs) Like, I'm like, he was this or that. But we're back in this time frame.
0: We're time travelers.
1: Yeah. But I did not realize that that whole scene was a setup for a background pilot, a backdoor pilot Mm -hmm. for Man Cow. And now things like suddenly make so much more sense. (laughs) But in the end, we all enjoyed doing Man Cow and we all talked about how much fun it was. I know Kendra said that she can't wait to do it again. Like she was super excited, Mm -hmm. had so much fun. And I think we all did. In fact, I go and do it again, like I said. Yeah.
0: Also, this scene makes me think of how odd it is, how like amongst the men in the playboy world it was always thought of as like so adorable to be like a dumb blonde Mm -hmm. but then they're also okay making fun of it which is a hard pill to swallow it's like you kind of can't win either way you can't win either way you can't win if you're being portrayed as the dumb blonde because on one hand you're getting you know at home praised for it but then you're getting slammed and set up for it on a national television show but then if you're you know trying to do academic pursuits and work hard and do a good job you're not praised for that and you're just treated like oh this bitch is so unfunny like fuck her
1: yeah (laughs) the next thing that we do they don't show on the show but we go and do a gangster tour so that was really fun we boarded this like old school school bus type thing mm-hmm. and we went all around Chicago and there's these two guys dressed up as gangsters and they like showed us where everything happened not only is that super Chicagoy, but it's also right down Kendra's alley so those were some of the reasons that we went and did that and it was fun we have a picture I remember there's a picture there's like a church I think with a bullet
0: hole in it yeah from the St. Valentine's Day massacre and that was right across from like Hef's very first offices yeah so we took a picture with that Wait, I'm having a memory because I feel like I don't know, was I not paying attention when I rewatched this episode? Do you remember there was a thing when we were on the gangster tour and Kendra was like, Oh, I'm so excited to see the birthplace of Al Capone. This is where Al Capone was born. And then it cuts to a confessional of me going, Al Capone was not born in Chicago. He was born in Brooklyn. Do you remember that? No. But I don't. No, it happened and it aired on E, but it's not on the DVD. Have I walked into a different timeline? Is this a Mandela effect? I don't remember this, but now I want to know. It 100% happened. I know it did, but it's not on the DVD. Interesting. I'm tripping. Why would they have taken that out? I have no idea. Huh. It's so
1: weird. That is weird. Okay, so we go and do that gangster tour. Then we go to Heff's High School, which they also didn't show. And we tour around. And then we have photos of this. They had, like, the whole auditorium, the stage, lined up with all our magazines and, like, books and, like, photos and stuff. Like, do you remember us standing in the line and going down the line signing all that stuff? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, there was tons of memories. And then we had dinner at the Nine restaurant, But I think there was another field trip we had to make
0: in between going to dinner at the Nine restaurant. Yeah, we went to a restaurant called Carnival, which was like Brazilian kind of like Rio festival themed. And um, it was because Hef's son-in-law, Christy's husband, was an investor in this restaurant. And I just remember going there and it was a giant multi-level restaurant and it was really packed and really noisy and we went there because it was one of the stops, I think, on the um, on the newspaper tour that they published of where we were going to go. And Heflick wanted to get out of there and go somewhere else. And it was just, it was random. It was weird. It's like we went there and sat down for a second and left. Well, I feel
1: like we already had dinner at the Nine Restaurant. I mean, we already had reservations for the Nine Restaurant. Yeah. But this was added on and he
0: didn't know about it. Oh, now I remember. You totally jogged my memory just now. I remember... Everybody wanted to eat at 9 because we were obsessed with the 9 Steakhouse. That Because be it's delicious. At the, yeah. It used to be at the Palms in Vegas. We went there all, every time we went to Vegas. We were all so excited to go to 9 Steakhouse. Even Hef, who doesn't love going out to eat, was well, excited. Because
1: isn't it a Morton's restaurant, right? Yeah. And Morton's of Chicago started in
0: Chicago. So yeah. we wanted to eat at the original 9. Mm-hmm. So we totally wanted to go there. And also I think Andrew Morton, or the original one, whoever the original one was, did the food at the Playboy Clubs. Yeah. And, yeah, so Hef was all excited to go there. But at the last minute, we had to go to Carnival because it was Family Connection Restaurant, and it was yes. already published in the newspaper we were going to go there. So they were disappointed when they heard Hef didn't want to go. So then he felt obligated to go. And if there's one thing Hef hates, it's an obligation. So it's yep. just, like, awkward. It and was we so went, awkward. We went in and out and then left and then stuffed our face with steak and <laughs> shoestring fries. <laughs> So then
1: the next scene, it cuts back to the mansion, and it's Bryant with Archie, and he says, we have to make sure all the dogs are
0: taken care of. Um, Holly left very strict instructions. (laughs) Yeah, and then it cuts to my confessional. I'm like, if anything happens to my dog, and I'm making like the finger, like the... Um, beheaded (laughs) gesture which is obviously I'm joking like I have no I would never like be mean to the staff and I have no say over like what happens to any of the staff but (laughs) I'm just being facetious and then Brian says Duchess is being very difficult subject (laughs) I'm shocked I mean I guess I didn't have any other choice but I'm shocked I left Duchess with anyone else because she was like a nine-year-old abused dog that came from a puppy mill when I adopted her and for the longest time I had the hardest time even approaching her she really had to be like emotionally rehabilitated mm-hmm. so I don't know how anybody else dealt with her I used to call her devil dog because she was one of those chihuahuas that would do like the teeth bearing weird oh, thing I remember <laughs> I was scared of her for the longest time and then finally she was like cool
1: with me I was yeah. like, oh, finally, I made a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, they show her doing it. Like, she's like, she's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so not cute. having it. And she won't go outside with the other dogs. And then it shows Bryant, and he's outside playing with all the dogs. But did you notice? You could
0: see Kendra walking around in the background. Oh, no, so I didn't. From a different time. Oh my God, blooper reel. Even seeing like the dog beds I used to have in the med room brings back memories. Like I used to have one that was like a Dr. Seuss hat. Yeah, I know. And
1: then he, they all come back in the dining room and he's like giving them food. And it has all these barking noises in the background. But it's not any of the dogs because they're all eating. So I'm like, that <laughs> was fake so
0: funny. barking noises right there. My heart burst when I saw Littlefoot. I know. She just looked I so cute. Littlefoot is the big black house dog, for those who don't know. I was so thinking cute. that, too. uh-, So then it cuts back to Chicago. We talk about how Hef never wants to go anywhere, but once he actually gets out and goes, he has a great time. And they cut back to the shot of us in a limo. And not to be mean, but like Hef looks crazy in that shot. Did you notice it? He's just like super smiley and stiff, and it almost looks weird. It looks like they paused the shot. It's just like that That's funny. Well, you say
1: Hef looked really happy to be back in Chicago. He's like a little boy who's excited to be back. And then Hef starts showing his thing on the corner right here is where I borrowed the money and $400 to start, the, start Playboy and I don't know what I'm pointing at, some dragon thing and then all of a sudden um, have said, oh, the the building is over here. And Holly says, oh, that's Louis Vuitton. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess Louis Vuitton's on the bottom floor
0: of the yeah, Playboy building. Yeah, I think building. so, or right next to it or something.
1: Yeah, of the old Playboy building. And then we wanted to go see the honorary Hugh Hefner street sign, and we can't find it. And we're wandering around looking for it. And then there's just this one like little bracket that's hanging out that's empty. And then one of our PR people comes over and says, "Oh, it gets
0: stolen all the time, so it's yeah, people it's would steal it as a souvenir." And then Hef makes not to be mean because generally I think Hef is very funny, but he makes like a really dumb joke. We all yeah. do sometimes. He said something like. It's no way because the name of the honorary name of the street was Hugh Hefner Way. I guess he yeah. goes. It's no way because there was no sign. Yeah. But Kevin doesn't play that up like it's the worst fucking joke ever. And it is the worst fucking joke ever. It is the ever. worst joke in the whole episode. And I was like, w- w- uh, what is he
1: saying? Like, what does that even <laughs> yeah. mean? This was sort of like the bark with the view. I was like, what yeah. is that? What? Like, I didn't even get it rewatching it.
0: Yeah. And look, we all make bad jokes sometimes. And I'm not trying to be like extra mean to have because I do usually think he's good at jokes and funny. But, like, Kevin makes my joke, which was okay, like, the worst joke ever, but Hef can drop that bomb and it goes completely unnoticed. I know, and your joke was, like, cute
1: and, like, sexy and, like, Marilyn Monroe-esque, I feel like. It just, like,
0: fit what we were supposed to do at the time, you know? Yeah, and I don't know, yeah. It's almost like, in Kevin's mind... It's okay for Hef to be all the things. Like he can be smart and accomplished and funny. And I do think he was all those things. But for a woman, you can't be that. So we have to split all those things. It's like you can either be funny or smart, but you can't be both.
1: Then Hef tells us that the Playboy Club was in a building that had been an unsuccessful restaurant under four different owners. And they show all this uh, vintage Playboy Club footage, which is really cute. Mm-hmm. And are we off to the Chicago mansion next? Well, then he says where it became um, when it became the Playboy Club, it became the most popular spot in the city. Damn. Yeah. And then we go to the original Playboy Mansion
0: so the original playboy mansion was this giant mansion that was on chicago's gold coast and Heff bought it and like really customized the inside of it and i think the inspiration came from when he first started playboy he really wanted it to be a lifestyle magazine and he had like an artist or an architect draw up like a fantasy version of like what the Playboy pad would look like. Like what would the ultimate bachelor pad look like? So they published that just for fun, but then he really took inspiration from it and wanted to turn his house into that. That's so cool. And it made me think I feel like Hef is the original like lifestyle influencer. Oh, that That could be that he reminds me of Kylie Jenner, honestly. Because like you think back because <laughs> you think back to like early celebrities, like early movie stars, you know, movie magazines would do like pictures like look at this movie star with their nice house and their nice car but you never really knew too much about any individual's lifestyle but Hef was really like the first celebrity I feel like to be known for his lifestyle and he had like oh look how unique my house is look how unique my plane is look how unique my other house is look how unique my lifestyle is and all these girls and look at me I wear pajamas all day nobody else does that look at me I smoke a pipe all the time he was very like into like trademarky things yeah and I really can't think of anybody else in the public eye before that who was that much of like a lifestyle influencer you know what i mean like nobody had that like every little thing about my life is going to be so uniquely me that when people think of that that's only me i'm also going to have a round bed and it's going to rotate it's just like stuff people wasn't really doing before right but now i feel like everybody tries to do that and it's like mtv cribs world where like everybody tries to do everything's been done
1: yeah yeah
0: Like Cara Delevingne has a vagina room, you know what I mean? Well,
1: Hef does say the, pe- the mansion was built in 1905. The living room is magnificent, he said. It's the size of a ballroom. And he said there's a red room and a blue room, And which got me like, thinking about that. Like, that's why the game house has a red room and a blue room then, Yeah, at the newer
0: mansion. He didn't want to let go of it. And it had, like, cool things. Like, it had this indoor pool and a tiki bar. And then there was, like, a fireman's pole that took you down to this underwater bar that had, like, a window that you could see people swimming in the pool. Yeah. It was just so much of cool stuff that nobody was doing in in their house back then yeah. had a bowling alley
1: right and then I asked what's on the top floor and he said that was the bunny dormitories
0: I so want to interview somebody who lived at the bunny dormitory back then yeah I'm so curious and on the roof there was like a sun deck with like this little hot
1: tub thing with like a waterfall or something (laughs) like it looked cool yeah and then he made some joke or i don't know if it's a joke but he was saying that the people at the staying at the ambassador hotel sold sold more rooms on the side that overlooked the playboy mansion that's so funny (laughs) and then the guy that lived across the street gave hef a plaque that said in latin if you don't swing don't ring i mean truth and that was for sale in the auction oh my goodness and then um in interview you talk about how beautiful the building is all the molding the landscaping etc we take photos out front of the house but in the original plan like our original uh itinerary here it says that we might be able to go in and then at the last minute we weren't able to
0: yeah that really surprises me that production wasn't able to find someone because the mansion had been turned into condos but i'm shocked they weren't able to find one condo owner in there who wouldn't have been like excited to give Hugh Hefner a tour there
1: House. Right, And
0: I know it's condos. It's not the same as it used to be. But there has to be something interesting to see in the lobby or the entryway. And it'd be fun for him to kind of walk around and be like, oh, well, this used to be this room that the Rolling Stones stayed in or whatever. Like, it would have been a cute moment. And I'm really surprised they weren't able to get a hold of somebody who lived inside there who wasn't like, yeah, come on in. Well, it almost seems like maybe, maybe somebody was willing to
1: but then at the last minute pulled out somehow or for some reason i Interesting.
0: don't know yeah it's just kind of funny how we're all standing out there like we're not allowed in which we're not because it's a private residence but it just it seems so it's so outside looking in
1: yeah oh so um it's not in this schedule. I'm looking for it on this schedule because it said more about it. It was I have a I have a, a second schedule mm. that was actually the first schedule where it has Mary's handwritten notes on it. Oh, And it said that we were supposed to go in because the living room was mostly still there as the lobby. Oh, and we would have been able to see that. And then somebody was going to let us up into their condo to mm. see that. And Hef was going to be able to like walk us around and tell us what was what within that condo. But for some reason, it didn't happen. So that's what we would have gotten to see.
0: Could it be possible Possible. I don't think this is really the case, but could it be possible he didn't want to go in because maybe he thought it would make the mystique of it less than if we walked in and it's just, oh, it's just a condo?
1: I don't, that's not the vibe I got. I felt yeah. like he wanted to see it too. But then we're out taking photos in front of the house and then we spy a rabbit in the yard. Yeah, like what are the
0: chances? Yeah, it was it just felt like a sign. You know what's funny is Hef goes, it's a cutie little bunny too. Like what other kinds of bunnies are there? <laughs> I don't know. Well, as, as guess... opposed to the scary ass giant rabbits that like kill people. Well, jackrabbits aren't
1: as cute. Maybe he just meant like mm-hmm. as far as rabbit species goes, it was a cute one. And then you say we should buy it back, condo by condo. And that would have been fun. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Would have taken a minute. Yeah. Then the next scene, we arrive at Y Bar. Yeah. So we are out at the club. I'm wearing a dress I wore to my high school winter dance that my mom made for me. That is so crazy. Mm -hmm. I had it shortened, though, for the show. Because when I was in high school, my skirts were a little bit longer. I wasn't, like, down to show ass crap. (laughs)
1: I say in interview, every time we go to a new city, they always want Hef to come out to the clubs. And that is so true. Like I feel like there's there's clubs like vying for Hef and us to come. Probably, yeah. And we're dancing, we get a cake. It's like a big Playboy cake. Kendra and I are scooping up the strawberries on the side and dipping it in the frosting. I remember those strawberries and the cake being really good. They were. They were. <laughs> and it was like a chocolate frosting, so we were able to like dip the the strawberries and the chocolate frosting. Yum. I know. I want it right now. And then... The that sex s- in the city, ladies! Yes! That same group of girls
0: are from Japanese from the night before are at the Y bar. I mean, what are the chances? I do think it's really funny how they cut it, how they cut back to me in confessional saying... How did those ladies know we were going to be there? Or you say that. I, I think. say it. Yeah, I say uh, it
1: was strange. I have no idea how they knew we were going to be there.
0: And they cut back to this funny shot of Hef, like making a sly look yes. to the camera. And it's just, it was really funny. Yeah. Um,
1: but I don't think he told them that. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe he mentioned that we're going to be at Y Bar tomorrow night. You guys should come or something. But I don't think so. It seemed
0: like a truly like, oh my god moment like it could be but i almost wonder if the crew was kind of chatting with those ladies too like prepping them for that oh hef might come over is that okay and then oh we're going to y bar tomorrow wouldn't it be funny if you guys showed up yeah that could be that would have been a smart move on their part but then also our
1: itinerary got leaked so that might have gotten leaked too and they might have showed up on purpose for that reason And then we're on the bus on the way back talking about how much we love Chicago. And you say you pick New York over Chicago, but you would rather buy property in Chicago. What makes you like New York better than Chicago?
0: Oh, I just think there's just more to do and more intrigue. Like I love Chicago too, but it's the quaint version. Yeah, I think that's true. (laughs) Which one do you like better? Do you have, or is it apples and oranges?
1: I think it's totally different. Um, Like I wouldn't like be wanting to go to New York and then somebody say let's go to Chicago instead and be like oh yeah okay that'll suffice like I feel like it's two (laughs) totally different things but I love them both And, and I've been to Chicago many times and and I really like it there um but New York has its own thing going
0: on the tour we were on if anybody wants to know the gangster tour is called the untouchable tour in case it's still happening and anybody wants to go and I have on our itinerary here at you know 10 p.m we went to Y bar as we said and we were supposed to depart the club around midnight and go straight to O'Hare and take off and then arrive at LA at four in the morning yeah that's painful like did hef really enjoy that better than getting a good night's sleep yeah
1: like why couldn't we go back to our beautiful hotel room at the peninsula or wherever we were staying i think it was peninsula right yeah and then and get a good night's sleep and then check out like normal people and fly back like normal but maybe it was a friday and he wanted to be back in time for buffet dinner
0: because we probably had to go to buffet dinner that night probably it's just weird Yeah, like he's on a private jet. He's playing games with his brother. It's not like it's misery, but he acts like it's misery, and he needs to cut every second off the trip he can. Yeah, and I feel like, but but then you're not sleeping. Like, I mean, I guess he can go home at four a.m. and then sleep in the rest of the day because nobody's telling him he can't. But it's just weird to me.
1: Yeah, and then we get on the plane. We go through security, the little security that they have there, (laughs) and we walk up the plane, and the plane takes off. But then they show us from the first night. On the plane like I'm wearing my I love New York shirt Kendra's wearing her we're all wearing our yeah. our first night stuff and that I wanted to just say too. that's proof that I didn't jump on the plane and go straight to bed the first night because here I am buckling in at the table with you guys and we're all doing stuff
0: at the table and that was the first night continuity is a disaster. Yeah. When we talk to the behind-the-scenes anonymous person that we're going to talk to, that's what I want to ask. I want to be like, did it ever frustrate you guys that the continuity sucked so bad, or did you just not give a shit? <laughs> I feel like they just didn't care. Yeah, I mean, but... I feel like it. this was just such a rushed show. Like, they had so little time to put it together. They were just working with what they could, because it's not like you can really go back and reshoot too much, even though that is always a possibility. Not when we're traveling. Not when we're traveling. Yeah, but... not with this. But I wonder if, like, did it bother Kevin at the end of the day? Was he like, God damn it. Because he's so detailed-oriented. I can't imagine he's not like, God damn it, I really need to get to a place where we have better continuity on this show. But I kind of feel like he just didn't, of all things, he was so focused on so many things but then he did not give a shit if there was a random outfit change five
1: times yeah you know what I have to think back to when I first watched it like did I really care like I just thought the show was fun and cute and I don't know that I really cared I feel like I'm really noticing it when we re-watch it back and I'm taking notes on it
0: well I don't think we would care the first time we watch it because we're more worried about are we going to be embarrassed are people sure. going to like this is this going to be fun yeah but now I'm watching it back and I'm like how's anybody supposed to accept this? I know, right?
1: <laughs> and then it has you saying the trip to Chicago was one you wanted to make for a really long time. You wanted to see where Hef grew up. It was a great experience to be able to share it with him. And I truly think that's true. Like, I I feel like that was an amazing opportunity to do that
0: with Hef and Keith and see all of that and and be a part of that. It was really a nice trip. Like, I honestly, as... Much as I love to point out the negative in everything, I really don't have anything negative to say about that trip other than I think it's a little wacky that we have to, arrived back at LA at four in the morning when we could literally leave anytime we want but it was a great trip it was super fun Heff was in a great mood mm-hmm. me you and Kendra had fun together mm-hmm. just nothing to complain about really do you feel like this episode is like missing a beat similar to episode four the Vegas episode where it's like we get on the plane we're home but it almost feels like something's missing like I know we have voiceover wrap-ups but it feels feels like it's missing a beat to me
1: okay so that's interesting that you say that because i didn't fully make that thought in my Mm -hmm. head but i was thinking that when the next scene is us just like arriving to the mansion in the limo and i thought oh i don't know i felt like there should be something more there than just Mm -hmm. it ending right here. Like, oh, I was like, oh, that's the end? Oh, I did feel like it was missing something. I didn't like fully formulate that and write it in my notes or anything, but Mm -hmm. yes.
0: But it just seems like there should have been like something when we got home, some kind of wrap up thing, some kind of cap on the whole Yeah. It felt a little loose-ended to me. Yeah.
1: But I think what they were striving to do is what they always want to do is they always want to end it back at the mansion. Mm -hmm. Everybody's home. Like, we're back home. And
0: this is where home is. You know what would have been a cute shot is if they would have ended, because they show all these childhood photos of Hef through the episode, right? But he had, like, framed childhood photos of himself, like, on his mantle in his room. That should have been the ending shot. We're back at the mansion. He's back in his room. Oh, that kind of gave me a chill. I think you're right. been a good... But we pull back up in the limo.
1: Hef says, it's nice to be traveling, but so nice to be home. And we all say, yeah. We get out of the limo. Especially with those nice, clean stairs. I know. no more nasty carpet. Right? There's some goofy music that starts playing, and all the dogs come <laughs> yeah. running out. And then I go in and see Gizmo, um, but... I was complaining in commentary because the next day I have to get up and drive all the way halfway to Northern California to get Winnie. The next day meaning that day because we arrive at 4 a.m.? I think that day. Ouch! I think that day. I don't know for sure. I don't know what my schedule was. I don't know what day it was, but I think so.
0: Damn. But yeah,
1: and the nasty old carpet
0: is gone. But that will not prevent us from seeing old shots of the stairs with the old nasty carpet in future episodes. Because continuity mess. Yes.
1: (laughs) Everyone's playing with their pets. Hef turns to the camera and says, very happy puppies. And then the camera pans away from the mansion. And all is good because we're back
0: home at the mansion. Yeah. But they should have ended it on Hef's childhood photo on his mantle. I I agree. And he could have said something like, how far he's come or something. I don't know. Yeah. Something. Yeah. So are you ready for your favorite part of the episode? No,
1: because I, I, why do I always forget this? It's like I don't want to do it, so I just forget that it has to be done. I didn't even write it. I didn't even think about it. I can go first. So you
0: have time yeah, to you have to go first. So worst, I don't think anybody will be surprised. It's the stuff we read at Man Cow, just how it was set up. I feel like that was a dirty trick. Mm. I don't like that. Best is... It's not really one thing. I think my best about this episode is just this trip was a great, positive trip. It's one of the things I can say was, like, a good memory for me. And overall, I just think this episode is, like, cute and funny. And it's kind of informative when it comes to Hef's background. Like, if people are tuning into this show and they don't know much about Hef, it kind of gives you the rundown in a nice way. Definitely does.
1: Um. Okay, the worst for me... I mean, I agree with you. What they did to Kendra is just not okay um it's really really rude but um I think just not being able to get to like hang out in our hotel room or get a good night's sleep is or food Mm -hmm. lunch during the day is probably the worst just keeping up with the schedule and I just felt like um I looked like crap I don't know why I didn't do the hair and makeup that supposedly was provided for me on the last day but I felt
0: like I should (laughs) have no I think we were just so rushed
1: um yeah, I don't know what happened there. So, and I think the best, um, is similar to what you said. I felt really special to be a part of of this and to experience it with Hef and Keith and and I I just thought it was really cool and I um felt a lot of sincerity. I felt a lot of bonding, a lot of closeness. Yeah. Um, I thought the whole trip was really good. I thought it was good for all of us. Mm-hmm. And and like you said, we uh, all got along really well. Hef was always in a good mood. It just it was just a really good trip. And I think it was great for Heff and Keith to be able to do that, like, late in life. Yeah, and for us to see it, too, and experience it yeah. with them, I felt was really special.
0: Like, I don't know if they ever went back. That might have been the last time.
1: I feel like it was, too. Probably,
0: yeah. And that because makes that it seems ex- eerie. Why does that seem eerie? It
1: does seem eerie, but I feel like it also makes it extra special, too, yeah. that we got to experience that with them. I'm curious. Do you think that the
0: girls that came after us, that any of them were jealous that we got to experience this with Hef? It's really hard to say because I don't really know any of them. I mean, my cynical side wants to be like, no, because they don't give a shit. But I really don't know, (laughs) you know, I don't know
1: either. But I just got the vibe that people weren't as interested in where he came from
0: or who he really was. Yeah, it's really hard to say. Yeah. I mean, we really can't know because we're, like, outsiders looking in. But I think, I'm, think my opinions are based more on what we experienced with, like, the mean girls. Mm-hmm. And everybody who came through, they just seemed so only interested in, like, the superficial and, like, not giving a shit at all about, like, who Hef was or anything.
1: Yeah, you're right. That's what I'm basing mine on, too. Not not who, wh- who came after us, but who was there with us or before us. Like, I just felt like they didn't care, and that's what I'm basing
0: it on, too. Yeah, because the mean girls would have been like, they would not have cared about anything we went to do. No. They would have liked eating at Japanese because it was like the new trendy restaurant. They would have liked eating at Mm 9. I don't know if they would have thought Y-Bar was up to par. I don't know where that really stands on the nightclub. I don't know either. (laughs) circuit, but... But they would have been, like, so fucking bored with the whole thing.
1: They would have been like, oh, the Playboy building, uh, the Louis Vuitton store is there? That's, let's go there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I just don't see them being interested. And that's. I guess that's why I think that maybe people that came after us weren't interested. It just, it just seemed like we did so many cool things mm-hmm. with Hef, and this was one of them. Yeah, for sure.
0: So thanks for coming back to Chicago with us, everybody. Be sure and listen in next week. We are going to be talking about... Girls Next Door, Season 1, Episode 14, Clueless, all about Bridget's murder mystery birthday party and the drama that went on behind the scenes. If you would like more content from us, be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash girlsnextlevel. And we will see you guys next week. Bye-bye.